0: In today's reading, we'll be looking at Psalms 7, 27, 31, 34, and 52. Now, these are Psalms that, by the way, go with the book of 1 Samuel. That's why we're reading 1 Samuel and then taking this break here to read some of these Psalms. As we read through the Bible chronologically, we seek to read the writings of David, who wrote these Psalms, during the period of his life in which these Psalms were written, While some of the Psalms are quite specific in their introductions regarding the occasion of their writing, we're left to make a little bit of a conjecture on others. So here are five Psalms that were likely written as David was on the run from Saul. Now, you may want to read the historical backdrop for these Psalms in 1 Samuel chapters 21 through 24, uh, passages that we looked at in yesterday's reading. Let me uh, make a comment about the the words that are written between the chapter numbers and the first verse, otherwise known as the subtitle. Now, not all of the Psalms have this subtitle or introduction, but Psalm 7 says, Shagion of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite. These words serve as Psalm introductions, and they are part of the Hebrew text. Now, here's a definition from Easton's Bible dictionary regarding that word Shagion. It's from the verb shaga means to reel about through drink occurs in the title of Psalm chapter 7 The plural form shiganoth is found in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 1 the word denotes a lyrical poem composed under strong mental emotion a song of impassioned imagination accompanied with suitable music a dithyrambic ode in Psalm 7, we see that God loves the righteous. Shigion of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite, verse 1. O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me, and deliver me. Lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul, and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth, and lay mine honor in the dust, Selah. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reins. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordained his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and hath conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it, and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealings shall come down upon his own pate." I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. The Bible elsewhere makes no mention of Cush the Benjamite. Obviously, David is distressed in this psalm. While it's impossible to know for sure, it's certainly likely that this psalm was written by David when he was fleeing Saul's wrath. He puts his case before the Lord, and he believes in his own heart that he's not done anything to deserve the ill treatment of his adversaries. David makes a strong appeal in verses 4 and 5 when he says, In essence, if I'm the aggressor here, then bring on my punishment. Of course, he was convinced that he wasn't the aggressor. He makes this case in verse 8 when he says, The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. And that brings us to the second psalm that we're looking at today, Psalm 27. "'Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. "'I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. "'Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, "'have mercy also upon me, and answer me. "'When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, "'Thy face, Lord, will I seek. "'Hide not thy face far from me, "'put not thy servant away in anger. "'Thou hast been my help.' "'Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. "'When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. "'Teach me the way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. "'Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies, "'for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty.' I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. In this psalm, in verses 1 through 6, David shows great confidence in the Lord's protection. He cries out for communion with God in verses 7 through 12, and he tops it off with a final expression of confidence in the last two verses. Again, it seems likely that this psalm was written by David as he was fleeing Saul. I memorized verse 14 back in my early 20s as a reminder not to jump the gun on decisions after committing them to God in prayer. That verse says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Don't jump the gun. Pray about it and wait for God to lead. that brings us to Psalm chapter 31, a prayer of expression toward God's faithfulness. The subtitle on this one says, To the Chief Musician, a Psalm of David, verse 1. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength, and to thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, Thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up into the land of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God." My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. O how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men! Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city." For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Well, fleeing Saul's pursuit is actually likely the setting here for this Psalm of David as well. Notice verse 5 here that says, "...into thine hand I commit my spirit." Jesus actually used these words from the cross regarding his death in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Notice how David establishes the premise upon which he seeks relief from God in verse 3. Here's what he says, "...for thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore for thy name's sake lead me and guide me." David uses that old argument used by Moses every time, God was inclined to destroy Israel for their rebellion. So how's it going to look, God, if your people don't succeed? That's what Moses always said. So David here says, everyone knows my faith in God. How's it going to look if you don't deliver me? Hey, let's face it. The quality of one's life changes when the head of state has a bounty out on your head feel david's pain here when he says in verse 11 i was a reproach among all mine enemies but especially among my neighbors and a fear to mine acquaintance they that did see me without fled from me well after all saul slaughtered the priest's entire family except for one escapee and why because of their assistance to david in first samuel chapter 22 it's obvious that friendship with David obviously had its risk. Even the king's own son has to play dodge the javelin because of his kindness that he demonstrated toward David himself. That's in First Samuel chapter 20. That brings us to Psalm 34. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Here's what the subtitle says. A Psalm of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, Who drove him away, and he departed. Verse one: I will bless the Lord at all times; his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord." What man is he that desireth life, and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles." The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, no one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate." Now, the introduction to this psalm says a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. Now, following here, I've provided an excerpt from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Here's what it says. The title of Psalm 34 mentions another Abimelech, who, in all probability, is the same as Achish, the king of Goth, in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 down through 22, verse 1. With, that's with whom David sought refuge, if you recall, when fleeing from Saul, and with whom he was dwelling at the time of the Philistine invasion of Israel, which cost Saul his kingdom and his life in 1 Samuel chapter 27, which we haven't gotten to yet, by the way. It appears from this that Abimelech was the royal title and not actually the personal name of the Philistine kings. So we see from this introduction to this psalm that these words are penned by David at the same time he was faking mental illness before the Philistine king. That ploy didn't work out, but David's faith in God nonetheless remained quite strong. Got some good deliverance verses there. Uh, psalm 34, 4, "'I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears.'" Psalm 34, 7, another good deliverance. First, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Another one is Psalm 34, 8. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And finally, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Now, here's another interesting aspect to this psalm. This is an acrostic poem. In other words, each verse begins with the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And that's why there are 22 verses in the psalm. It's one for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet in order. Now, you know, that's not easy. I mean, try composing a poem about deliverance from God using all the letters of our English alphabet as the first letter of the first word of each verse. It's especially difficult when you get down to X and Z. So, how very, very poetic for a man who at the same time is faking insanity and, in addition, on the run. And finally, in today's reading, we'll be looking at Psalm 52. Now, this psalm has a history, which we'll talk about in a few moments. But first of all, let's read this, the subtitle. To the chief musician, Moskel, a psalm of David, when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul and said unto him, David is come to the house of Ahimelech. Verse 1 Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? The goodness of God endureth continually. Thy tongue deviseth mischiefs, like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Selah. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. The term Moscow appears in the introduction of this psalm as it does in 13 psalms altogether. It describes a song which enforces some lesson of wisdom or piety. In other words, it's a teaching song. Now, back in 1 Samuel chapters 21 and 22, when Saul was on David's trail trying to kill him, David makes a visit to the priest Ahimelech. David, at that time, lies about his visit. He says he's on a special secret mission for Saul. He gets some food from Ahimelech and takes Goliath's sword. By the way, as I mentioned when we read that, Goliath was finished with that sword. That sword was in Ahimelech's possession at the time. While Ahimelech hardly had a choice but to help David, and did so without the knowledge of David's outlaw status before Saul, one of Saul's employees, Doeg the Edomite, told Saul about the secret meeting. Subsequently, Saul had Ahimelech and his family, his whole family, executed for helping David. Well, except for the one escapee. Now, given those circumstances, you'd be distraught as well, wouldn't you? According to the introduction, this is the setting in which Psalm 52, this psalm, was written. Incidentally, in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 17 to 23, when Saul commanded the soldiers to slay the priests and their families, they refused. So, who did Saul get to perform this atrocity? That's right, it was the spy Doeg, the Edomite. Given those circumstances, I think David shows a good bit of restraint in this piece dedicated to doing it. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The Background Music for these Podcast is an original composition written by the Music Director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walter.